Yeah, so this is, uh, this is uh, Bordeaux Diaries. It's a bit obvious, but do you want to tell us where you are? I'm in Bordeaux, Matthew. This is Bordeaux Diaries, a year in the life of DMU student Callum Taylor as he studies drama in France and in French. Like, you know, in, in DMU, I think it's um, subject specific, but there's like buddy schemes where second years like will, will like be given a buddy who's in first year and sort of help them through first yeah. year a bit. Uh, they have the same thing here in drama. And uh, so they had like a picnic. They all, everyone bought their own food and drink. And because me and Joe were there in English, a lot of people who we spoke to brought like traditional French food and got us to try it. It's like stuffing our faces. Oh, that's with... really cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And so we thought, right, if they're going to bring French food, then we'll bring some English food. So we brought peanut butter sandwiches. One thing that was completely so weird, like I'd literally put the peanut butter sandwiches on the table and then people just came up and took sandwiches because that's what you do. You just like, you go and get someone else's wine. But I felt terrible not asking someone for their wine. Is that a cultural difference, do you think? Or just the fact that the people you found are particularly weird? Well, they are drama students, but... uh, Oh, of course. We're both drama students, but anyway. Uh, yeah, it, we just found it really weird. Yeah, it's just strange. Like, I was thinking, why isn't, haven't they said thank you? Or, but never Did mind. They, they, um... The butter sandwiches went down a storm. And they didn't even have butter as well, which I prefer. Do they not yeah. have peanut butter in France? It's not widely available. Some people might have heard of Carrefour, big supermarket in, in France. And the, one of the Carrefours in, in Bordeaux has like an English, has like a, well, it has like a other world section and there's like a mini section for England. Peanut butter was found in there. Oh, right. Is it quite odd to be foreign? I guess so, yeah. I never thought about it like that. Is there any kind of stigma? Have you had any difficult situations where the fact that you're foreign has been a problem? Well, the first thing anyone said to me when I arrived, I got into the centre of Bordeaux and I was walking through the centre with my huge rucksack on my back looking for a taxi. And a guy came up to me and asked me for a cigarette and I said no. And he shout, he like spat, shouted something at me in, in French and then just spat on the floor in front of me. No one's ever done that to me. But that was just a one-off, was it? I've never had anything else like that since I've been here. And what kind of English stereotypes have you come across? Because, of course, there are loads of stereotypes of the French that English people indulge in, like the idea of wearing stripy tops and berets and that kind of thing. What have you come across that they think about English people? We have bad cuisine. We don't eat very well. Do you Uh, disagree? Well, I didn't do us any favours with the peanut butter sandwiches, so sorry about (laughs) that. Compared to, like, the French bakery, baking that some people have done, like, you know, put a lot of effort in. We just bought bought some bread and some spread. Uh, <laughs> oh well, we queue we queue a lot, don't we? Like they think we're really polite. That has come up quite a few times where I've felt like they're impolite, but actually it's just the fact that we say sorry all the time and thank you and stuff when we don't need to say sorry. Um, Do you think you might adapt to that and then come back to England and accidentally be incredibly impolite to everyone? Yeah, I'm a bit worried that could happen. Yeah, although I, I suppose then I'll be speaking English, so maybe the two things will will like be separate in my mind because it's separate languages maybe stereotypes that are true of them that i've found or at least you know that i've found not saying this is a true stereotype but they do strike a lot there are a lot of strikes have you witnessed some strikes already in the one month you've been there yeah like two or three over what well i've not not been 100 percent sure because they just sat in front of the tram the tramway no trams could get by and another time they were striking just like they had banners and stuff but I wasn't 100% certain on what they were actually striking for and the third time again they just sat in front of the tram line they are actually generally speaking better dressed than than, than the the general majority of people are in England I've found anyway it might just be personal preference but they I don't know I'm not saying this is better but they they love chinos and polos the men do polo chinos and a what they all wear that not saying that's well dressed but 
compared to like tracksuit. Just dressed a bit more tastefully in general, I'd say, without sounding You're such idiot. a snob. Yeah. Are, are there any French equivalents of uh, chav? Yeah, there's a few. You see some chavs in England. Because they don't look rough, they just look stupid. You know what I mean? They don't look like threatening. Yeah. They just look like idiots. All the people who are dressed like that in France have seemed at least a little bit threatening or tried to look threatening. Do you know what I mean? Uh, maybe that's because I'm a foreigner and I just perceive it like that. Uh, I've been to the hospital here. How come? We were going out. Like, to a nightclub. Bordeaux is meant to be the safest uh, city in France, but there's certain areas that are rough, obviously, one of them being the train station at night. But we had to pass through the train station. Uh, but 30 men were sitting around and they started throwing bottles at us, like glass bottles, and they were smashing around us. I walked up and all in French, like, hi, my name's Callum, I'm from England, I'm studying here. And they just couldn't believe that I was even speaking to them. God. And so they were like, quite taken aback. And then, uh, one of my friends, a guy, he, he came up, he saw what I was doing, was like, what on earth is he doing? Went up, tried to go up behind me to like pull me away. But uh, one of them saw what, he, saw what he was doing and just ran sideways at him and punched him in the lip and split his lip. Th then we all left like pretty quickly. And then I went to, I went to the hospital with him with another friend. We got an ambulance and we, we had to get, get a hitchhike because we didn't have a taxi number. We hitchhiked to the hospital and waited you, there. You hitchhiked? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And you the got hospital. there? Yeah, pretty quick. Like we were flagging people down, not just standing there. Is that like, quite a common thing in front? to hitchhike? N not that I'm aware of, that I've seen. Okay. Just, when we were just explained that our friend was in hospital, there was only let us take one person in the ambulance, so could we pay to... Oh, we offered to pay, but they didn't take it. Yeah, we got there. The hospital was mostly empty, so we spent a long time running around an empty hospital, and then, one, then we wandered into one room, and there was a guy, like, on a hospital bed, like, looking really bad, and that sort of messed us up a bit. Then eventually we found the waiting area. He was still waiting, Johnny, the guy. He had to have stitches. Other than that, though, it's all good. <laughs> the course here, like, it's not like drama normally. We're doing this thing called scenography and maquette. And, like, maquette is, like, um, model. So I've got to make a 1 in 33 scaled model of a theatre that's in France that, I've, that I have lessons in. We've got, to, like, it has to be, it has to be to scale. Like I've got floor plans of it and stuff, and I've got to make it out of cardboard and, or paper or wood or something. And it's actually, like, a big scale. And I've got to carry it on the public transport on the trams that are rammed full. This huge, like, thing. I don't understand how I'm meant to do it. In order to practice for making this model, I had to make, like, a scaled... I could decide on the scale. Like, it has to be mathematically correct, like a scaled version of something. So I just, it has to be something from one of the plays that we're studying. So I picked a book because it's rectangular and easy to scale down. So I had to make a, make a little cardboard and paper book. And that was my homework at university. Yeah, not really a skill you'd associate with drama. No, more with like basic architecture. <laughs> yeah. The French, they just absolutely, they just love to talk. They just absolutely love to talk. They just That's talk. perfect, surely, for you who wants to learn the language. Stuff that we'd learn in a seminar in drama, a one-hour seminar, they take, like, three hours to explain. They just talk about, like, the lecturers will talk about their family holidays and stuff, but in the lecture, like, it's part of, like, it's to do with what we're doing. They just talk absolute rubbish. They just talk and talk and talk, even in lessons that are meant to be practical lessons. That's very strange. I think that might be more of a reflection on Bordeaux University. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'm generalising with saying the French, but I mean, it just seems like they just love to talk, even if it's mostly meaningless. Like, well, it's yeah. mostly meaningless if you can't understand it. Well, yeah, but I mean meaningless as in pointless.
it's one of my first lessons. It was one of these four-hour practice sessions, and um, we, we were doing that thing that you do in like GCSE drama, where you read round one line out of the play, like around the whole class. Yeah. There's about 50 people in there, so it, all meaning of the play is lost, even if you're French anyway, because all different characters are being spoken by different people. So I was absolutely terrified for my turn because it's like my first time I can actually speak in class. And then I did it, and I did it quite well. I was really chuffed. And then two few more times I went around the class, and that third time it was coming up to me. I was trying to work out which line I got because there was one huge one, and yet the huge one was mine. So I got to my boy, I get halfway through it, and I'm really struggling, and like people are having to correct me. And then she suddenly just went, "Arrête!" Which is like, "Stop!" And then she went, "Cyril, continue!" And Cyril was the guy next to me. Like, Cyril, continue! Like continue, Cyril, obviously. And uh, literally, my confidence was just shattered. It was really hard. That's horrible. Yeah, I know. I know. So, in conclusion, France is a welcoming... I felt welcome, though, to be fair. No one's ever made me feel like... I've never really felt like I wasn't wanted or unwelcome or I'd rather I wasn't there. So, I've just been telling like stories that I think would probably sound interesting. Plenty of nice things have happened where French people have been nice to me. Like, because generally speaking, they are. It's the odd occasions where they're not as funny, do you know what I mean? Or interesting to yeah. hear about. So don't get the wrong view of it. I'm, I'm enjoying myself, having a great time. And you'd and, recommend uh, a year abroad to other students listening to this? Yes, but go before, visit for a weekend or a week, and find somewhere to live. I couldn't because I was too busy doing interesting, fun things in my summer holidays. But going abroad for a week and finding somewhere to live can be fun. And if you want to save yourself a lot of bother and heartache and trouble and un- being uncomfortable, just do it. 